How's it going, Steve? Great, Stephen. How are you? Good. I'm fine, thank you. I'm in the, the uh, Air Canada lounge in Los Angeles. So if you hear a lot oh, of noise or people walking in the background, that's why. <laughs> I'm flying up to Vancouver for the, the premiere tomorrow night in there. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. No, yeah, it's good. I live there now, but I just happen to be here for work this week. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thank you so much for the chance to chat with you. Uh, and actually, can I say... It's a it's a privilege to speak to a fellow PH. Uh, <laughs> That's nice, yeah. Exactly, the PH, exactly. Because uh, Angie even asked me, she said, you know, I see your name is written Stephen, but everyone calls you Steve, right? I go, yeah, it's I like the informality of Steve, but in written form, I like Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. I just found that yeah. nobody would pronounce it properly. <laughs> so it's Stefan, no. right? No. Yeah. no. I get that a lot now, Stefan. I get that a lot. I think when I was younger, I didn't, but I think now, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's Stephen Curry. He screwed it all up for us. That's right. I, I, <laughs> uh, my friends all hate it. Cause I, I refuse to call him that. I call him Stephen Curry. And I do. Like <laughs> That's, <great. laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> um, can I just say drink water? Is it absolute joy? I, oh, thank you. you. You had me, I, you got me. <laughs> I was, you know, a hardened soul when I started watching the film, but I, I just, I, love it. I fell in love with it. It's just a wonderful, wonderful film. Oh, thank you. And we feel the same. It's, you know, it's hard to like brag about your own thing, but we, we all feel it. And it's very funny, ironically, in this lounge, Eric McCormack was here because he's heading to Toronto to do publicity for the film. So we're both in the lounge at the same time. So Drinkwater keeps bringing us around and he loves the film also. He's doing all of this, you know, he's not getting paid for it. He's just doing it on his own because he just loves the movie that much. And we all do. And we all feel that way. It's, it's just been, it just brings a smile to my face. Like I've seen it a hundred times, but I'll go to the movie tomorrow night and I'll watch the whole thing with the audience because the audience reaction is so infectious because everyone laughs and everyone's, you know, having a great time. And that just makes me happy. You know, so. You know, and McCormick is, is so good in this. <laughs> I think yeah, I wrote in my so review, he's, he's almost unrecognizable and not just because of like yeah. his facial hair. It's just, there's, he's just bouncing all over the place. <laughs> like it's... Yeah, he's so good. He's so, I wish I could have put more of him in the movie. It was just like, he was just so great. Every time I, I saw him, I cracked up so many times while we were shooting. It was really, I mean, you know, him and Daniel did a lot of improv too, so. You know, stuff I wasn't prepared for came out of their mouths, and I would just laugh, blurt out loud, ruin a few takes. And... <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. What? Uh, how did yeah. you get involved? What was it that drew you to this particular film? Well, Graham Fraser, the producer, he had um, heard about me, and he had seen my film Indian Horse, which is obviously a completely different movie. Uh, but he said that guy's a really great filmmaker. He's Canadian. They're like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, long story short, the script came my way, and uh, was, you know, during the pandemic. I was in a, in a cabin in the woods trying to get away from everybody and I read the script and I went and I smiled and I laughed and I went you know what this is what the world needs right now we need a good comedy I haven't seen a good comedy in a long time and I thought yeah it'd be great to be part of one and so we had a great zoom meeting and uh, he had said well we'll take the weekend it was a Friday so we'll take the weekend to consider and call you on Monday and literally like an hour later they called back said you got the job <laughs> so it was great it was instant instant uh, chemistry between us because he knew I loved it as much as he did. And his son, Luke, wrote the film. And he's, he did a great job. And, you know, we changed a few things over the course of my uh, involvement in it. to change the ending, change a few other things to make it better, stronger film the way it is now. Uh, but the script originally was really fantastic to begin with. So. Well, it, it just sort of, like like you said, it's it's just a fun, 
Like it's really well-written comedy. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and unashamedly in John Hughes, you know, classic <laughs> John Hughes form. Um, I, and uh, I, I think you even referenced pretty in pink at one point in the, in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big with her dress. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering for you, what, what's the legacy of Hughes and, and why do we keep coming back to this era, this style of filming, filmmaking? I think it's, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, young kids don't get it, but I think, you know, people that are a little in the older bracket, it just, they get it because it just brings us back, I feel, to a time of innocence and our, and, and our, our youth where these films came out. They were huge blockbusters. We'd line up around the street to just go see one film, you know? So I think it just brings us back to that where, good stories were being written you know i think nowadays there are great scripts don't get me wrong but you know hollywood's making the remakes and and you know nothing against marvel movies but there's a lot of those but you know the the nice good middle ground movies are just not being made and so i'm hoping that drink water has something to do with a little bit of revival of that you know and and everyone that does make the link between drink water and john hughes i mean it's i think can be the that's the biggest flattery ever like that's such an honor because you just made so many iconic movies yeah, and I didn't I didn't rewatch uh, a lot of his films when I went to make Drink Water because I didn't want to be tainted by his view of things. I wanted to make the movie personal to myself, make it a Steve Campanelli movie, but with a tribute to him and, and have that feel. So, uh, you know, and luckily I just had such an amazing cast and crew to make the movie that we you know, we shot that whole thing in 16 days, which is, you know, normally that would be. 25 to 30 days on a film like that so uh you know hats off to everyone that was involved and we all felt we were making something pretty special so uh and, and to be able to see and, and and honor canada in the way it should be i think we all saw that we weren't hiding canadian flags and jim hortons and things like that this yeah. may be the most yeah. canadian film i've ever seen in a lot of ways <laughs> we've heard that a few times people say yeah oh you're making any more canadian than you did you know we didn't have any a's in there though i think just at the end that was about it no no that's true that's true oh, yeah. it's like you held that's it back I, yeah i held it back to the very end because originally it said the end and i said we got to put one a in this movie so i had the dot 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 a just, uh, <laughs> just for the last joke yeah well, I was wondering for you, like, what do you think it means to use the Canadian voice? Because mm. uh, this film, it's, I mean, the Canadian voice is more than just Timmy's. And no, it's not like Duncan. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a phenomenal line. I was like, it's a great line. I know. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was just wondering from your perspective, what, what that means to you. Well, it means a lot because, you know, I was raised in Montreal, then I moved to Vancouver in the 90s, and then. LA for 25 years so I moved back to Canada six years ago and I love it and so by being away from it for so long it made me appreciate it that much more and that's why I wanted to come back because I just felt it's my country it's my roots you know I mean I have dual citizenship so I love, I love both countries but obviously Canada will always be in my heart and always be the place I want to be and so I wanted to make that like a love letter to Canada because we don't we very rarely get to see that you know it's always hidden it's always you know Toronto's playing for New York and Vancouver's playing for Seattle and all this. So, you know, obviously there are great Canadian films that show our country, but this one just went over the top. You know, we just wanted to, didn't want to hide anything. And I'd love to do one day, I think it'd be kind of cool to do an entirely Canadian film and go province to province and just kind of make it all include everybody, you know, get all the way to you know, Newfoundland. It'd be really kind of neat to have every aspect of Canadian culture and uh, heritage in there too. Uh, and, and I know you you said that you you live in Vancouver and you've also spent time in LA. 
the Canadian American dynamic in this movie is fascinating. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is that was really interesting. They're yeah. they're almost the villains. <laughs> yes, exactly. At the end, all through their high schools, all that the funny line. At least we're not a plutocracy run by big pharma. Right. It always gets a laugh. And and you know we've had two U.S. Uh, premieres, and both times the Americans laughed out loud a lot at that line. So I was like hoping we weren't insulting them, but they have a good sense of humor too. So. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering about. Yeah. It was, I was wondering how the American audience would. Yeah, I know. No, they they took it and they laughed in all the right places. Even though a lot of Americans might not know a lot about Canada, but the film does play well here. It really, uh, the laughter in the audience is infectious and, and thunderous and really, really great. You know, obviously there will be a few jokes that they won't quite get. You know, but uh, you know it plays so well in Canada. I mean, every time I go to the theater, I'm so proud of this movie and the, the laughs that we get. You know. Yeah, and, it, and I think it also speaks to, again, that there's this sort of ubiquitous style of storytelling, like everybody sort of gets it. Yeah. You know, it seems to apply to everyone in some way or another. Maybe maybe that's a gross exaggeration, but it feels that way. It feels like it's... Yeah. I think it, it, it goes to all age demographics. That's the word, That's what, you know, sales marketers and marketing people want they want a film that translates into you know every audience group so i have a daughter here in la she's well she's 19 now but when i showed her the film she was 18 and it was all her it was about 10 of her friends you know california friends and they're all on their phones and i showed them drink water early on uh, at their house i brought a screen and a little projector and all that stuff and they were engaged for the full two hours. Like they watched the movie, they laughed. Like I didn't stand there. I went behind the, in the kitchen, behind the screen, so they couldn't see me. But they were laughing at the right places. They were like ooing and aahing. And you know, when they have the big kiss, they're like, oh, you know, like, so it worked for, for me as you go, you know, I keep saying air quotes with California teenagers to be engaged in a very Canadian film. To me, that was the, the highest I could ask for because it was just like, wow, okay, cool. I got their attention for almost two hours, which is amazing nowadays to have teenagers attention and not be on their phones so that was kind of cool that was a my, my real barometer for this movie i said is it one of the first teenagers to see it and i was like okay yeah we did something you know i'm, I'm an old guy and somehow i managed to get the teenage uh, teenage persona down that's awesome that's great i, I wanted to ask you a, a little bit of an I, the idea of of suffering together that was something i sort of wondered about this particular story um it seems like many of these characters are sort of broken they're grieving um mm. but there's something but it's not their grief that draws them together but this idea that that maybe we need each other along to get through even in the in the final race without giving any spoilers of sort of how that manifests itself right right and i, I think what that means to you sorry yeah i think no no sorry that's a great question no one's ever asked that question <laughs> um it's, it's uh, I think, obviously, you know, without suffering, you don't have happiness. Without happiness, you don't have suffering, I think, because you need both ends of the spectrum to make you realize that you need that high of laughter because if you don't have, if you have laughter all the time, you don't think it's special. But if you do have grief and you do have suffering, you know you need that camaraderie of another human being that can, it can sense your pain, sense your loss, or sense your suffering, and be able to respond to just humanly and without thinking. And then, yeah, like in the race, as you alluded to, there's that moment and you just go, well, that's a cool moment because they didn't even think about it. We just did it, you know? So that's the thing throughout this movie is that there is some pain and suffering, but yet there's joy in it because someone else has had the same thing as we all think, oh, we're the only person that's ever 
fallen in love and got crushed as a high school sweetheart. But, you know, I even tell my daughter that I say, you know, it happened to your dad and your mom. It's going to happen to you at some point, you know, but it, it, you need that. You need those highs and lows to make them more valuable to each other. It's like, the, I guess, you know, the yin and the yang sort of want to go there. But yeah, and I, I think that film needs it. I mean, it's, it's obviously a comedy, but we wanted to have those serious moments just to kind of bring you down for a second. Okay, there's reality. Not everyone's going to be happy and go lucky the whole time. And if, I think if we did that, made it happy the whole time, the movie would be a lot flatter, you know, uh, outcome, which we don't want. We want people to just go, yeah, I'm really glad I saw that. Well, and, and to be honest, and I, like you said, it's the film's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. It's like just, it's a very positive, upbeat movie. But there's, there's sort of a frankness about it um, and the reality of what people are dealing with that I really appreciate it. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you got that because most people just focus on the comedy. So there is that underlying tone that we need. We wanted to make sure it was in there because not everybody's life is perfect and uh, far from it. So I think people connect to the movie because of that. They go, yeah, I've had that loss. I've had that suffering, you know, but yeah, I've had some great laughs, you know, and then and, and this movie it takes me away from that pain and suffering. Maybe people that come to the theater that night uh, have are in the midst of that. But boy, this movie can take them away for two hours that's fantastic. That's the best gift I can have for an audience member. And I've had that. I've had an ER nurse that said, you know, uh, I've dealt with, you know, been COVID the last two years, blah, 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 and it's been horrible. Says your movie took me away. I didn't think of my job once for two hours. And I said, well, that's, that's, that's the one thing I could ask for anyone. One person, two people, whatever, that can be affected by this movie and make them forget about their problems. And so that was, that made me really happy when I heard that. It was one of our very first screenings too. And so it's just that legacy has just stayed with me for the last year and a half. Wow, that's huge. That is Yeah, huge. it really is. Yeah. And I heard that from a few other people. Like uh, we just played in Victoria last week and this one lady said the same thing. She says, I'm going through a lot right now, but your film made me forget everything I'm going through. And I was like, that's awesome. And that just made me so happy, you know? So that's the moment where you go, yep, good. You've done something great here, you know? Well, absolutely. And a, a little bit of Corey Hart will always do that uh, as well. <laughs> never surrender. That's the key. See, that's, that's how the film wraps up. You get to never, and it's a good, it's a, I think it's a great analogy for this whole story. It's just never surrender. And the chips are down. Just, you just got to climb on top and get to, get to the top. So yeah, that was a great song selection. I think that one really worked. And all those songs I grew up with, which is the real, why they're in the movie. Just every one of them just brings me back to playing the records back in the day. And I still have all those albums, like the original albums. So that's kind of cool. And I've been getting back into vinyl and listening to a lot of them now. And yeah, I think we created a really great soundtrack. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the soundtrack's amazing. And this is my yeah. thing is watching the film, it's like, I know this takes place in present day. I know. Right. But, you know, you see every now and then you see a cell phone pop up or some some sort of reference. Right. It, it, it doesn't feel that way it's yeah and the soundtrack is part of that thank you yeah i appreciate that that's why we got that old crappy gremlin and all the cars in the movie are relatively old so it's just like weird like what era is this in how do they have cell phones yeah and that's to me is the beauty of it and even his cell phone is the old click one you know so we didn't want to get into iphones and things like that so it just it was all thought out like i really wanted to make sure that the audience was like, well, what does this take place now? Or is it, you know, but it's that great ambiguity. And then eventually you don't care. And to me, that's the sign of a good movie. If you go in, you're starting to analyze things. 
but then you just get sucked in for the hour and a half. That to me is, I've done my job. I made you happy. I made you tap your toes, you know? And I even go to the screenings and I see people just nodding their heads to the music and lover boy, turn me loose, you know? And I, I just go, that's awesome. You know? yep. You're affecting people and it's so cool. So, yeah. It's but I really true. hope people go to see this movie because it's, it's, it's people like you that give us these amazing reviews and we really appreciate that. Well, people will read it and go, holy shit, I need to go see this movie. I never even heard about it, whatever, you know? So we're really hoping the word gets out word of mouth because, you know, we don't have any money for advertising. So we're really trying to make sure that, you know, great reviewers like you like the film and we'll tell everyone to go see it. And I'm pushing it on my social media. And, you know, I'm flying to Vancouver now to do the screening tomorrow night with Daniel and Marisa. So we're, we're just fun. Like the Q&A is always a blast. So we always have a good time. So, but yeah, we really appreciate you spreading the word for us. It means a lot. Well, I appreciate it too. I, I really mm-hmm. do agree with you. I hope that everybody goes see the film because it's so much yeah. fun. And here, here, a free marketing tip. Get on TikTok <laughs> and try and start a trend where people are doing his dance to the uh, beat. Oh, oh there you that's go. a good idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to get Angie to work on that. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, I'm not on TikTok. So we'll have to do that. That would be cool. Get a viral video going. Or get the audience members to be doing it after the movie. That's yeah, right. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea, actually. I'm going to think about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Stephen, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It. I wish you the My best pleasure. Luck with the film. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time and great questions, by the way. I really appreciate it. Got to go catch my flight now, I think. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Good talking to you. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.